But to begin the program, we turn to the war in Syria, where many believe the downfall of President Bashar Assad and the potential for further chaos are likely events in 2013. First, we focus on what's happening to one of Syria's neighbors because of the civil strife there. Turkey, it's absorbing more than 150,000 refugees from Syria. That, in turn, is unleashing new hopes for the fate of Kurdish people across the region, much to the consternation of the Turkish government. Maeve Francis begins her report at a hospital on the border of Syria and southeastern Turkey. Dr. Hossam al-Mustafa is in between rounds at this makeshift rehab hospital in Rahanli, Turkey. He came to Rahanli after recently being fired from his job at a Syrian teaching hospital in Aleppo. I left Aleppo three months ago. I was working in government hospital. And out of the hospital, we were uh, taking care of people in demonstrations from Aleppo University. The students pays for demonstrations. Those demonstrators, he explains, were students conducting peaceful demonstrations. But the Syrian government accused them of being terrorists. And after long time, we had to leave Aleppo because it's dangerous for us and we were haunted by the regime. Hossam is only 26. He'd been out of medical school 18 months when the demonstrations in early 2011 turned violent. But Syrians like Hossam are not the only ones grappling with the fallout of what has now become a full-scale civil war. He's quick to commend Syria's neighbour, Turkey, for its open-arm policy on refugees. Yeah, I think the Turkish government tries to do its best. I think maybe Turkey is better than Lebanon and Jordan. Indeed, Turkey has hosted the lion's share of refugees at a cost of hundreds of millions of dollars. Although the country is eager to take on a regional leadership role and offer support to a beleaguered neighbour, Turkey also has a geopolitical interest in achieving peace. Gamal Sultan is a professor at the American University of Cairo and an expert in regional security in the Middle East. The Kurds have been on the rise since the conflict in Iraq. Now they have their own autonomous region in the northern of Iraq. And I think that the Turks of, 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 of Syria now are seeking a similar kind of arrangement. The Kurds are an ethnic minority who were originally from an area they call Kurdistan. That area swept up across parts of southern Iran, northern Iraq and Syria into eastern Turkey. While the Iraqi Kurds used the instability of war to achieve a semi-autonomous region, Sultan says a similar momentum is building among Syrian Kurds to push for even more autonomy. Uh, finally, the Kurds might be approaching having uh, an independent sovereign Kurdish state, for instance. And this is something that uh, a major concern for Iraq, a major concern for Turkey too. An estimated 14 million Kurds live in Turkey. They would no doubt be energized by the establishment of an autonomous state in Syria. So far, Kurdish calls for an independent state in Turkey have been fiercely rejected by successive governments. It's a major reason Turkey wants peace in Syria. So far, Syrian Kurds have largely stayed out of the civil war. Instead, the Kurds have chosen to set up their own brigades and units. The YPG, or the Popular Protection Unit, is one example of such Kurdish military force. They have explicitly called for an establishment of an autonomous Syrian Kurdish region. 
As the conflict drags on, they're using the chaos to consolidate more power for themselves in the north. The Kurds are not the only minority whose geopolitical future may be profoundly affected by the war in Syria. Kurds and Christians, Shia and Sunni Muslims, as well as Alawis, the minority Shia sect that President Assad belongs to, are all located here. This diversity within Syria goes back centuries to an ancient land known as Bilad al-Sham. It's spread out into what is now Turkey, Lebanon and Iraq. Damascus lays claim to being the oldest constantly inhabited city in the world. Professor Sultan. Syria is a reservoir for the ethnic uh, groups and minorities in the Middle East. In terms of, of power concentration, Syria is the main place where you find this kind of uh, pluralistic society with multiple ethnic groups. And Syrian President Bashar al-Assad claims, like many of the deposed leaders of the Arab Spring, that it's this delicate plurality that he's defending. Syrian analyst Walid Kaziha says that the war has serious implications for the surrounding region as well. Yeah, it, Lebanon is definitely going to be destabilized. I mean, we can see that happening right now. Lebanon, along with Turkey and Jordan, is absorbing large numbers of refugees, challenging Lebanon's hard-won but shaky sectarian peace. Lebanon isn't alone. Iran, if Assad loses, would be Iran would be losing uh, a regional ally. Iraq, in my opinion, would even deteriorate more into sectarian conflict because the Shiites would feel that they are under pressure from the Sunnis in Syria and in Turkey. This sectarian strife is far from what analyst Walid Kaziha remembers of his childhood in Damascus. When we were growing up, people never felt that there was a sectarian difference. I was brought up uh, in a Sunni family, but we never felt that the Druze or the Shias or the Alawis were any different. What is clear is that whatever power the regime had in keeping Walid's cultural mosaic together has faltered. For Syria's neighbours, this means they will continue to bear the ramifications rippling outwards from Damascus. This is May Francis for America Abroad.